Thank you for tuning in again. My name is Jamie and welcome to the Three Points of Articulation podcast. Uh, joined as per normal. Actually, no, let's let's go a bit different. Let's start with uh, the guest co-host, Woo. Adam Hanslip. Yes, I was almost not because I almost pressed leave meeting then by accident. Don't yeah, don't don't leave. I'll I do that. leave, whatever. I'm not I'm, I'm not your mum. Um then hello, Daniel, my old friend. You're right. Hello. How's hello. everyone? No one, no one at home can can see Daniel, but he's wearing a a shirt and a tie. He looks like um the the lawyer off the Simpsons. And fun fact, also tracks of bottoms because I don't want to destroy the trousers for tomorrow. So don't want to destroy. Why are you even wearing a shirt? Just wearing in the shirt. Yeah. Just came came in from work and I wasn't changing my top. I was, I'm an ecologically conscious guy. Came straight in from work, mind my kids, ate my dinner, and here I am. That's good. A tracksuit is a form of a suit. <laughs> Maybe bear that in mind. Um, when old Gilly down there is, is doing his bits. Um, Miley Catcher from last week. Obviously, we saw the demolition magnets recently. Um, obviously, the Wrestle Trader announced, not in the news section just yet, but still good all the same. Um, Adam, this will be your first time sort of seeing the magnets. Did you catch your little eyes on them? Yeah, I watched watched a few seconds of it where they were kind of feebly turning it over and then back over. I mean, they, they looked fairly strong. I don't think you can really test it out until you've got like a kid like playing with it or moving it in some way. But they will happily stay on a shelf. You, you missed the best bit. She was vigorous, vigorous. Yeah, no, there's, there's a fourth member of Demolition. Like we've got Axe, Smash, the Crush, who Epic Aaron produced, and Wank. <laughs> Or, she, or, or bolt as it could be she went for it she did <laughs> I should have stuck with it we are even bigger fans of Kate Chadbolt this week <laughs> um, let's not take a turn too early poor Kate um, she listens to this with her, with her son um, oh yeah sorry yeah, she um, vigorously vigorously shook the demolition figure and, and the helmet didn't fall off so um <laughs> Not mentioned how oh, you've descended already. We've descended. How um, long? What does what does flashback say? How long did it take this week? Seconds. Seconds. Second, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Smashback. Um also we had an Eddie Guerrero episode, which um obviously speaking of flashback, he said he wanted to be part of that Eddie Guerrero episode. We should have messaged him. So I said for any future ones he can he can jump on with us. Are, are you now using the podcast as a platform to issue personal apologies? No, no, no. This is just sort of I'm using the as a, a platform to get my friends jobs. I'm basically like the Hulk Hogan uh, in WCW and TNA. What does that make me, well. Brian Nobbs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um also as well for any of the UK fans, uh, for Love of Wrestling is this weekend as well, where you can also see Wrestling Trader. Do not ask Kate to um do anything to magnets there, please. Um <laughs> We and Adam went to Flubber Wrestling last year. We had an absolute ball, didn't we? 
We did. I am very much regretting not going this year, as we've had a chat about earlier this week. I kind of half tried to get you to to think about changing your mind in a in a subtle way, uh, but it wasn't to be. No, I think it's like because we got money in the bank coming up in yeah. London in a few months, and it's just the the stars didn't align. So I think we originally kept this free because we thought AEW would be around now. That's right. That's why we didn't go. Um, but yeah, as well, I'm regretting it. I think if we if we did go, I think we said to look forward to some of the names there in my sort of era. Um, so it should be a good a good weekend. All yeah, round. definitely. For, for everyone going, it'll be immense, and you know the the wrestlers are going to get involved in in the future shock um, event afterwards as well. In some little way, shape, or form, Santino's already booked in one match. Um, some of the AEW wrestlers might get involved, so that'd be cracking. But yeah, shame. I think last year MJF got involved, didn't he? he had a bit of a, a war of words with with some Scalser and Strowman and Strowman coming. Um, 30th or whatever it was in the Rumble, which, which is quite a bit of a... It took a bit of an hour of it, because obviously where we were sat, you could see them coming out the disabled toilet of where all the wrestlers were getting changed. Lamb! <laughs> <laughs> we could be able to look and see behind the curtains. We could see, like, Braun Strowman just walking out of the disabled toilet, getting ready for um, making his entry. So took a bit of the sting out of it, but all the same, it was fun. Speaking of entrances, uh, Phil Rapoli sent me a text message today with the map of the AEW seats because we're actually releasing this tomorrow. We don't need to date ourselves for once. Um, and then he was like, what's this? And he pointed like at the black thing and I was like, but I can only imagine it's the ram. <laughs> now, now, if I'm wrong, eggs on my face. <laughs> well, let's, have it, I've, I've got, well, let's just cut into the news because that was actually the first bit of news that I had written Harling. down. Was the AEW thing? Um, I think Daniel is right. Yes, so yeah, he's spot on. Looking at the um, where it is, there's a a little like square bit, which is probably the ring, and then um, yeah, like a, a little. A black All right, Cluso, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> a black pole. So um, yeah, obviously that that would be where the ramp is. So and ticket prices wise, I mean, very very moderate. Oh yeah, no, I'm going to spend not the nutty one, but I'll spend the the, the two hundred bracket to ensure a good seat. It was the ones I was looking at on a Wembley boxing match anyway. And if you're flying over and staying over, it's like a once in a how long ever long thing, like lifetime at the moment. But they might start coming back. But yeah, I'd be and I think all altogether quite reasonable and very exciting. Um, family family ticket, um, which is booked in fours, is in sort of the back section. I imagine that's where you can't see John Moxley bleed his way for a squash match with um, Mark Quinn or something for no reason. Oh, God. Um, I don't mean to be trying to get under Adam's skin, but do not start booking the fucking British wrestlers, except the ones that are under contract. It's an AW show, not a fucking we're desperate for attention on the British Indies show. <laughs> We imagine you imagine it, it probably they probably will, won't they? You know, There'll be a few um, Os- sure Osprey will Osprey versus MJF will probably be that's someone with name value. I I just mean yeah. like if you have I've seen a lot of wrestlers kind of with a mid-level thing that would have been on AEW and WWE radar over the years, kind of looking desperate. And I say like, oh, just stop. Just I think there'll, there'll be at least a dark match involving that. And there'll, there'll probably be one surprise involving it as well, I would imagine. I know, no, and you have to play to that, like you know, but I mean just this whole uh, you know, my bit my big break, Tony, just fuck off. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. At least we won't, we won't see Jimmy Havoc at least. Um, so I guess that's something we can. No. We can well, see. we won't see him in the family section in any case. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Um, oh, by the way, whilst we're on the subject of AEW, did you see that thing of um, like an interview with Gigi Dolan and Darby Allen recently? I did. Um, <laughs> like, I don't remember. It was like an old interview, and she was saying that on their like first date, they drove across like it was like fifty miles or something across a thing, and to impress to impress her, he drove to a wings place and got the second hottest sauce and poured it on his bum hole and with his finger and rubbed it in, and then they drove for sixty miles just to impress her. Yeah, I, I did, and I watched it, and I was so baffled by the whole thing. Like, number one, why wouldn't you go and get something to eat? Well, he doesn't look like he'd get something to eat anyway. But, like, <laughs> like that was because I was, like, really curious as to where the story was going. I was like, what does he have? I love fucking hearing about Yang food. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, this is a different sort of... Um, yeah, it turns out it? it just seems really mentally ill. So that's good. What, what, was she impressed, though? Well, in the matter that she married him, so she must have been. There we go. She's just subsequently divorced. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he stopped rubbing the sauce. Yeah, that's what started going to the uh, the Nando's lemon and herb. Maybe oh. that's why you hang drama sting. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Tickets for AW go from thirty dollars in one section all the way up to the front row, which is fifteen hundred, which uh, absolutely pisses on the WWE prices that we went to. So, well done to them. That's the way you're going to set it out. Yeah. Yeah, I know oh. it, it truly is. Potentially, yeah. It's not. Uh, put an asterisk against that one. I, um, I go on record and nobody will come back to this anyway. So, like, I would say 60,000 plus um, is is where my stab is because, you know, we got all these signups and that's great. AEW fans are activated fans that would actively go and seek it. So, that's why my guess sticks it to 60. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, probably I, right. Sixty that yeah. I mean, even people on the day looking to do something, you know, Absolutely. they've they've heavily advertised it. They, they advertised it at the the Wembley semi-finals over the weekend. Uh, over wow. Here. Um, <laughs> which you know couldn't have been cheap, but they've advertised that anyway. So they're putting a real effort into it, and fair play to them. Absolutely. Um, speaking of real efforts for things that might not be that good, uh, Brian Pillman, the Hills and Faces, um. Elite or ultimate size scale. Um, I really like the figure. I, mean, I said this uh, when it first came out. I think it's a figure that we need in this in this in this style. Anyway, the gun accessory I really like. The cane accessory I really like. The jacket, mm. the jeans I really like. Adam's going to tell me how shit the face is. <laughs> Do you know what? The more I look at it, the more I dislike the figure. I've got to completely disagree with you. I appreciate the effort. So the cane, everything like that that you've spoken about, I appreciate that. The legs are weird. Nobody goes directly in the knee and then straight back out. The legs are just weird. Um, That (laughs) version of Brian Pillman had a fucked up accident and did kind of walk like that. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not getting away with that. I'm not having it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be his attention to detail. (laughs) I personally don't like the jeans. I think the jeans are weird. Um, I don't really like where the midriff joint comes. I think that's quite strange as well. And the face is god awful. It's terrible. Looks absolutely zero like him. So there we go. But you can buy the glasses to cover the face. So that's you can. <laughs> Hooray for the glasses. Okay, that's look forward to. Um... <laughs> 
But then we move on to the other side of Zombie Sana and the Raven that we saw. Um, you know, sort of in the final productions of it now, I think it was standalone in a way because it wasn't really part of Series 2, was it? But you can order it with the same part of Series 2, so it was still part of Series 2. All the gear that was to come with it was taking longer, so he was being kind of decent, going, right, this is going to take longer than the rest of them. Mm. Kind of thing, so... Uh, well, they've all taken quite long at this point. So, like, so his whole point about like this is going to be quicker. Da, 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 is now is becoming moot. Let's talk about the figure. Oh, it's ruddy, baby. Yes. Oh, 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 baby. Final boss level, lovely Danhausen and Sabu level. I'm absolutely besotted with it. If you could, we don't need to make any sex analogies, but if I did, it would be with that figure. What about me? And you at the same time. What about... Yeah, um, I don't know. Let's just come to you on this before. Yeah, it's a cracking figure. Um, I diss Zombie quite a lot, Um, but you, you can't really go anywhere to diss this figure. Even the arms don't look stupidly long. I don't know if it's just because the angle of the photo or whatever, but they look quite normal, Um, which is, which is what I was looking for, because some of his arms are stupid. The face and the head looks like a much better version of the WCW Tobies one. Yeah, I was going to say that, with the, um, the trash which, can. Which, which was quite good anyway, Um, yeah. to be fair. Um, So this is a much better version, and just the effort, just the, the shirts, the, the obviously the... the shirt on the waist and things just absolutely brilliant um i'm not a big fan of shiny figures i know like a lot of hasbro collectors love shiny figures i prefer them the the matte look rather than the gloss look but because he's wearing a t-shirt you kind of get away with the shine on this one as well so all these little details that i hate this is good because they're not prolific in it yeah it makes sense um i think i think as a as a figure I know I said about Bastion Booger and the last one, but it could be one of the best sort of retro style ones that we've seen. Um, everything from the detail of the hair through to the face, which also is what we look at it, is a little bit of a homage to the WCW Toy Biz one because the hair is basically the same. Um, the one with the Daredevil on the front, um, the, they say the shirt on the front just looks looks great. Be interesting to see if that comes off. I'm guessing it does. It looks like it's. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this is Boston. He's carved out his his own niche and by God, he's close to unbeatable at it with this kind of thing. Um, Hasbro's weren't super detailed. That wasn't the point of them. So the kind of throwback is, the throwback would be Tippy's drawings getting into Epic Toys. Um, and, you know, we, 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 we'll see more throwbacks in the coming months. Um, his own niche and it is amazing. It really is. I, 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 I would run out with superlatives for this. It's it's right up there with figure of the year. I'd say. Well, um, Ryan Gopal summed it up well on our Facebook group. He put, "My budget doesn't go as far as the Zombie Santa toys line, but you can tell why there's so much more. For all the faults pointing to ethics and customer service, these figures are so much detail." Yeah. They're almost pieces of art, which um, has won a comment of the week. Um, Absolutely. Doing, Absolutely. So. And, all, and, and it, it's uh, a summation that could nearly put the likes of us out of business because he really he really got it right there. Yeah. Uh, and he's won a sticker um, because of it. So there you so, go. Sorry? 
Zombies want a sticker. Zombies don't want a sticker. No. <laughs> he, he, he can have a sticker. Oh, sorry, I don't send across to abroad. Sorry. We saw the final images from Rush Toys um, of the sort of series one. So the Jonah, the Larry Zabisco, um, the French Angel, and uh, the other one. Um, and yeah. We sort of saw like the on-card image as well as um, the figures, so all the different variants. Is that Roadblock was the other one. <laughs> so I know that because I'm literally going right here. Um, so I think for me, obviously, we, we discussed before the cards in quite detail and we said how good the cards look and how great they are. We've also discussed the figures being not as good as other competitors in the same price bracket. I think when you put them both together, it does make it, for a good figure. So I think one evens the other one out. Um, personally, I'm still might probably won't get any. Um, there's a couple I'll pick up in the future because he's got some good announcements, but you know, I think on, on the whole, they, they, they look, they look, they look all right. A solid five out of 10 for the first series for me, Adam. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, going to go back into detail about kind of, terminally online behavior um i mean he the guy takes re- real pride in what he does and we appreciate that as well but uh you know i i don't really actually for once would you believe this is going to blow everyone's socks off have a lot to add to what you said really except for that i'm I kind of what it's nearly a year ago and i was such a completist at the time that i am getting them all very happy with the jonah figure um larry slight slight let down and roadblock as well in terms of kind of even their scales and their pictures and all. Um, Larry is a character you can do a lot with as well, to be fair. Um, but uh, it doesn't mean they can't grow from it. I mean, we saw we've it's not like he's uh, they, they call each other competitors, they're not, it's all the same people buying the figures. Uh, like they haven't had zombies had misses epics had misses so let's like you know give sal the benefit of the doubt especially with he's prepared to engage and all that sort of thing as well so yeah i I think when you when you say five out of ten it really does sum up most of the line i think from a kind of outsider who doesn't know much about the production of these he kind of looks like he's blown his load on on jonah (laughs) Uh, I knew you'd laugh, Jamie, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And then the rest of the paintwork on the other ones has kind of not suffered, but it's been left to be very basic. Um, whereas yeah. Jonah, Jonah's been proper hyped because he was just fresh out of WWE at the time. And, you know, obviously that's where the money was. So that's where the money seemed to go into, um, except for the face, obviously. Um, looks like someone's definitely blown the load over the backing card. Have you... Uh... <laughs> Look at that. Oh, that's 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 how great ringmasters are. Yeah. There you uh, go. Um Darby yeah. Allen's a ringmaster, isn't he? True tr- truly wish Sal and Ringmasters all the best. Looking forward to getting them in hand. When I sit sit them bes- I often when I get one sit will sit beside a Hasbro and go, is it a tribute? Is it its own thing? Is it misshapen? Is it uh you know the uh, are they kind of matching up in terms of values or or are they going to be their own thing? Um I Agree with you, Adam, regarding Jonah, but also disagree in that Hasbro's didn't necessarily look like the person super, super well either. Um, and like Jonah ha- seems to, from all the things 
come out to be a very, very good figure for a Hasbro collector that would sit with your Hasbro collecting and uh, not have any of his other compatriots and stuff like that there. So will annoy the OCD collector among us. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree to some of this. I think if you put, put this next to the Natural Disasters figures or a Bam Bam, you know, it, it would fit in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. I think, yeah, the, the face-wise, it does look like the bearded lady from from the, the Greatest Shaman, but I think it's needed, I think, to have that sort of cartoony look to it. Yeah, he's got a Brian Blessed look about him. Brian Blessed, yeah. That's definitely what it is. <laughs> Rush Gordon's alive. <laughs> um, we also no, saw. Who's alive? <laughs> we also saw uh, Chris Van Vliet um, sort of on on the card for that one, which um, I put on the Facebook that they did do him dirty with the backing card, and I stick by stick by that sentiment. I think these will shift numbers. They will. Let's be honest, because Chris Van Vliet has a following. He's interviewed some big names. Um, you know, he's, he's he's good at what he does. He has people that will buy his merchandise. So these will shift numbers. I think Sal knows that. Um, I think obviously it doesn't make a difference what the, the art looks like uh, on the backing card, but it doesn't look like Chris Van Vliet. I think it looks like I drew Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, and, and, and another kind of look to go along with it is to start fighting with people on the internet about how much you paid for it and stuff like that. And you'll like it because I've told you to. Not necessarily the greatest look for a retro company. Like, Jamie, I've decided to start selling coats. Do you not like them? Because you have to. <laughs> yeah, and I think, as you mentioned earlier, obviously, he's, he, he takes pride in it. So it will be the same as if, if we started a figure company or if, or if someone started um, tagging us in posts and said they didn't like... The, the the artwork for this episode, you know, what I mean, we would we would get a bit defensive. So I think oh, on that yeah. side of things, the most basic and constructive critique will make me smash up my house. Yeah. No. So fair enough. It's high like <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> I think with this one though, that the fact that the actual picture on the backing card and then the figure looks so different didn't help. Um, no. Even if one of them doesn't look like him and one of them does, whatever. But the fact that they are so different. It just really didn't help things. Yeah, and I think someone did sum it up as well on the group that he does wear his shirt and his tie quite low down, which explains why there's a neck above the tie. Um, also looking at Daniel now, who's got his tie open a little bit, you can see a little bit of neck. Not as much as our Chris has got here, but a little bit nonetheless. My back. My, uh, uh, I am my crack. <laughs> And and that yeah, um, we we saw some uh, some sort of convention over in America where Mitch showed off some of the grapplers and gimmicks series one prototypes and their lovely little boxes. Yeah, um, I think if you look at the six that he's announced so far, uh, I know that they're not a series, but if you look at them as a series, mm. that is a decent lineup. And to be fair, the figures themselves don't look as bad. So in there. They showed off the smoke train. Uh, it was quite a variant. Yeah. We'll discuss in a second. The Godwins, Ahmed Johnson or Tony Norris, uh, Savia Vega or whatever his name is, and Mabel, um, husband of uh, Mrs. Cassandra. Yeah. <laughs> Cassandra. <laughs> Not Rodney. Um, so I'd say, yeah, all, all in all, it was a good solid lineup that he showed off. It's cracking. It's like 1995 written all over it. Absolutely, Absolutely. brilliant. Yeah, 
Oh no, I'm going to take my hat off to Mitch here. I really don't like the smoke train figure now it's come out. It's every corner could conceivably possible along the way and 40 of your great British pounds for it. And I'm not going to stop saying that and I'm not going to uh, stop saying it because Mitch doesn't like it. Oh well, we don't like paying 40 euro for shite. So, you know, somewhere has <laughs> something has to give here. However, I did, but I did. So did I, so did I. I have no <laughs> shame and a yellow, yellow belly. Um, but <laughs> and available from rock and roll collectibles. Big love for sure, Quinn, as always. Um, but the and as he's moved along, they've got better and better and better. And they've really like I, pre- I presume it's the working with artists and stuff like that. And he seems to have really learned from the Savio thing. So I'm gonna give Mitch this week the benefit of the doubt. We'll still be enemies about pricing because that's bullshit. But everything else. He seems to be listening, improving, and that's great for everybody. Yeah, 100%. He needs to cut out talking about people's negativity. Yeah. Uh, he's got to he's got to put up with that. That is the line of work that he has come in. We we are going to critique, and if we don't like the product, we are going to be negative. And some people will say it is negativity. Some people will say it isn't negativity. It's negativity about the product, because if the product is forcing me to be negative, like Smoke Train, I will be negative about it because it's terrible. But yeah. the rest yeah. of it's improving. No, and, and that 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 stuck in my craw. I completely agree with you, Adam, by the way. That stuck in my craw because rather like when we were talking about Sal, like, you, when you're selling something to someone, you don't dictate to them that they, they have to like it. Like, you know, and, and you know, we, we, there's plenty of choice and plenty of well, competition. I mean, it's. I mean, they're looking at the same cohort of a couple of thousand people walking the earth that they should just be nice to because people who are into it, like, and then where they make bigger sales is off the name. So, like, I know that we know Eddie Eddie Guerrero Epic is going to shift a lot to non-retro collectors. Yeah, because there's people that collect elites and Eddie Guerrero collectors that will. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did did you see as well in um in the tirades of the the Facebook post, Sal um Sal put about CWF is apparently in talks with um Sal producing or the Rush Toys producing the figures, or maybe yeah. the factory of. It gave me a merry merry Krampus. <laughs> I'm very glad that we were going to get that Krampus figure because last night I was up in bed and I was thinking. Fuck, what if we don't get a Krampus figure? But don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. I've already ruined one podcast because of this. Can we please, like, you know, stop getting wankers Krampus? Um, speaking of Eddie, actually, yeah, Silent Toys showed off, uh, well, in shot, they showed off a picture of Eddie Guerrero um, and also Black Tiger. Um he uh, also did swappable heads for their sort of like a superstar style figure, I guess we refer to it. I don't know whether you'd, you'd refer to it as, um, yeah. what's that old company called? Remco. Remco. Um, you wouldn't refer to it as, as that anymore, because I guess the current line is like the superstars and even the Mutu for some some respects. Um, so yeah, we saw that, obviously, comes with a swappable head and soft goods, perfectly fine. I think they could have got some more money out of it in two separate figures, but what can you do? Yeah, but you'd be the first lad I'm going, oh, well, they couldn't, they don't have a bull head, you know? Oh, yeah, I couldn't give a shit. I, didn't, but I just think from their point of view, like, it could have made, made a few more 
Say thank you where thank you is due, Jamie, rather than saying they could have they could have charged us twice for the figure. Oh no, I'm not, I'm not buying either of them. But um <laughs> You are, they're available from wrestling trainer. <laughs> I can't because they're not up for pre-order yet, Daniel. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, sorry, sorry, finish. Sorry, sorry. sorry, I tell you, you currently not in of buying them. <laughs> exactly, because I can't. Um, but when they are for pre-order, we will shield them. Um Prototypes of LED buff uh, L- <laughs> LOD. I've gone to shit here. Uh, Legion of Doom, Bagwell, uh, Scott Norton, and El Hebner have also been shown. Um, so they come along quite nicely. The box art for them is quite good. It's sort of like a an ECW sort of style box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, um, it's, it's it's not my jam, but I can't say I won't dip the LOD if I start like if I see them and I like. And I think, yeah, I think like certain things, if I was going to somewhere where El Hebner was going to be, like if we went to Footlow last year and we we're going to see El Hebner, you know, you, you pick one of these up to get him to sign it because I think it looked quite cool. Well, would you not have just like went to the back of El Hebner's car and got it signed? That's true. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, Adam. <laughs> I think I'm pretty much the same as Dan here. They're not for me at all. LOD are gonna look cool. Bagwell and Norton, meh, doesn't really look like them or anything. Hebner's very young looking, um, let's say. Um, doesn't do it for me. I can see the appeal. We'll wait and see. You can't see off glow in the dark test shots. Oh, glow in the dark test shots would be quite cool, actually. They did little glow in the dark ones. It would help you escape an asylum, if anything. That could link in well that, to it. Um, absolutely fantastic. Did you see the Hardy Boys, speed of Asylums, Hardy Boys Brawlers um, that were released? So obviously they've been doing this quite a lot recently, Pro s and they'll do like a two-week pre-order, which is my favourite kind of pre-order because it means that everyone could get one. Um, Chill out a nice little two-pack. The first time the Hardys have had a micro-brawler. I didn't know that, and I, I did see it, and I thought, I always see them, and then I missed the Brian Danielson one a few weeks ago, and I I, I like micro brawlers, and it's something I may swing back to, um, but very cool, very cool, What they do a lot with micro brawlers, and I think they can do a lot, because they're so cartoony, like, I saw Mercedes Monet one, which either is up or gone recently as well, and that looked cool as hell, um, so yeah. And they put that up just after our debut, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think we called it. There's it in there, like yeah, yeah. A, a Monet grabber, I think, was the term used. And, and I've, got, I've, been... I've got my little gripe with these. Go so on, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy looks really good. Uh, Jeff Hardy, they've put him in the pose where he leans forward and puts his arms back, and he kind of wraps one leg in front of the other and then poses. Which obviously, as a micro brawler, they are just they are just straight. They don't lean. They don't do anything like that. I think they could have mm. chosen a much better pose. Would Would you not say it's a nod to realism because the amount of time he spends in cups? Maybe. Um, I agree. I think the Matt Hardy. I think is an iconic Matt Hardy pose, which yeah. I'd um quite I'd quite like Jeff Hardy to have the sort of gun figures that he normally normally has. Used to go for a swan song or something. Yeah. So quite like something like that, but um benefit of the listeners, I just did the gun fingers in my work clothes because I'm so fucking cool. 
Well, you've gone postal. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I think like yeah, I, I agree to that, Simmer. But they'd say they might mark micro brawlers. They they can produce thousands of these each year if they wanted to, because I think the molds must be quite easy to make. So um, whether they're just looking maybe toward release a Jeff Hardy single in a different pose going down the line, knowing that people will probably buy this to start with anyway. So um, if that's their plan, then bloody fair place to them. Well done, you lot. Um, Major Bendy's uh, in a similar sort of line. We had a Raven who comes with a bloody variant and a Steph Delander. Um, she was known as Persia Parotta in uh, NXT before she was released. She was in that storyline with um, Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis, and Duke Hudson, I think, wasn't it? The little foursome they had. Yeah, I believe so. I, I, I'm, I'm Adam Cole fighting Johnny Gargano in a warehouse during COVID. Absolutely murdered me for NXT, and it's been a good boy since. <laughs> oh, that's a shame. It's not not great at the moment, but um, I think that was a good a good period of NXT. It was like when it first started at NXT two point oh. Um, I thought it was quite insane to watch back then. Yeah, it was. It was a bit bit of a shock that she got released as well because she was in the height of that storyline when she got released, mm. and then it was like we don't know what to do with Indy Hartwell now, and it it was a weird. A weird time in NXT where they just release loads of people who are actually in storylines. Yeah, I follow Steph Delander on um, on Instagram because she's she hangs around with the majors now for some storyline or or real life reason I do not know, and uh, yeah, she seems like a lovely woman. She's the um sort of bit of bit of muscle for Cardona on the Indies, isn't she at the moment? Yeah, and I would let her beat me up. <laughs> right. That's... I'm assuming She's... that this is this is only going to shift to major fans. Well, much. you don't know because obviously because she has like an OnlyFans account, so you oh. got to think anyone that's got that. There av- we go. Avenue, <laughs> yeah, is going to have it's going to be able to shift some numbers because people will will purchase things from there, especially if they're I paying. Think this for... is Cardona's finest move yet. Yeah, well, it could be because <laughs> you can you get the. Um, the Australian fans in there for a start. That's true. That is true. On that side of the pond. Um, she gets the say the rub, but you know what I mean? Like Cardena will be able to teach her the ways of, of the indie scene as well as um sort of how to like hone her craft, so to speak. So it is a relationship that works both ways and fair plays if she's gonna be getting like major bendies as well as like the, the buddy that they've got coming out as well. Um which is like the yeah smaller version of the, the WF one. So it's a two way street, I imagine. Um sure look isn't it great for the old Delander family, yeah. <laughs> with so it's uh, segued perfectly into KWK. Um because <laughs> uh, he's got he signed Ox Baker. Um, yeah, and, and he went to the toilet three times and he was down the town twice. He went shopping, uh, he had a few phone calls back and forth. Um, it seems to be a stream of consciousness at this stage, and it's well, really, let, really mad. And I'm fucking here for it. <laughs> let me read out the statement he made on this. He said, The profits of the figures will help keep the fam- help the family to get funds to trademark for the Ox Baker name because everyone's after that. Um, we hope to do the family proud and would like to thank Ox's daughter, Megan Baker Kelly, to put her trust in the KWK brand. Um, I've, just so come up good... idea. Huh? I've just come up with an idea. What's that? Why don't we trademark the Ox Baker name? 
KWK's already done it. Like she's paying him. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. <laughs> what it is? Yeah. Do you ever hear? Do you ever hear in your life? Now this is a very Irish term, friend. Do you ever in your life hear such shite? Um, <laughs> I, I think. I think like in a way it, it makes sense because it's, it's almost it's, as a businessman if you go through what he's been through the last couple of months and you think mm-hmm. right how am I gonna or saw some faith into it. The first way to go is something like this. Some someone that's not maybe getting it's, it's the royalties. So, it's so like you know, so gone the other way that it doesn't seem. But the reason that she would need the money to buy the trademark is because of people like him. Yeah. So yeah. it's you know, yeah, weird one. But um, like you know, say, Danny, he's gone so much the other way. That you don't believe it, if you know what I mean. You you only believe that he's doing it because he thinks this will win everybody around and his figures will sell. That that's you can't get away from it. You need to gradually win back the fans with everything you do, not massive things like that, because the fans know what you're on about. Then, yeah, it's like too much of a grandiose gesture yeah. to show. I've completely 180 or 360, 180. You have 180 my character in the space of a day, and I've learned my lesson. And I didn't go through anything to learn it. And there was no, uh, like, you know, it's not, it's not like the movies, I suppose. It's the equivalent of Cora Deville donating to a puppy shower. Yeah. Will be the way I'd put it. Um, we know what you did, Cruella, you bitch. Um, <laughs> We saw just before we come on, um, Figure Collections FC released the Bone crun- Crushing Wrestlers um, pre orders. So that's for the rest of the series. You had Dwayne Gill in there, Macho, uh, Sunny Uno, um, and Ultimo Dragon uh, will be the rest that will go up. Obviously, Adam Bomb and the Blue Meanie um, have both gone up for pre order already. Um, obviously, for UK fans, fingers crossed, Wrestling Trader can sort something out when it comes to that. Um, because that'd be great to have these as another line in here, but more news to follow when we get that in. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think as as far as these go, this is what they've put up for pre-order at midnight Eastern in both FC and WCS shops. There's too many initials for me. Um, Macho Man, Dwayne Gill, and both versions of Ultimo and Sunny, because they cover the cheeky chase. Uh, Dragon and Uno in pink yellow are limited to 500 pieces. These are expected to ship from China in mid-August. We'll be showing a teaser for Series 2 later this week. So Dennis Stamp was definitely in April Fool. Or it could be in Series 2, because I think so far we've only seen Glacier for Series 2. That's cool, yeah. I'm really, really interested in getting the Ultimo and Macho. Um, the rest I could take or leave, but I think... Well, you're going to have to take the Sunny, because he comes in the two-pack for a while. No, that's what I want them for. Oh, for the... <laughs> Sonny Ono was awesome. So... We yeah, watching a lot of WCW around his sort of era, and he was a good, a good character. Yeah, and supposedly, like life imitates art. Like he's he's not a man to be fucked with. Like he'll drive a hard bargain, and like <laughs> one of one of one of five hundred pieces, he's gonna have to, isn't he? <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I am, I am poor old uh, Luke. Uh, I am, I'm bordering on harassment now. Are you getting them? Or I loaded them off FC. Are you getting them? Are you getting them? I want to tell people. Can I, I want to get mine first, you know, because I'm a child. <laughs> but then we've seen like um, Harley in, in the Legion of Hasbro group. Um, I can't remember his Instagram handle, but um, well, whatever. Um, 
he got like the error card Brian, Adam Bomb, Brian Clark, which was like the right. upside down stuck on the card, which it's just a fuck up, isn't it? I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, it hardly loves all that stuff. Like, I, I just, I'd just be afraid, like, you know, if you go back to Hasbro's, that's like something that's seriously collectible. Hmm. If you're doing it now, are you sticking stuff on a card upside down to charge someone more money? Oh, I, I would, I would, but that's just me. So, so would I. Um, <laughs> We could possibly speculate that someone else would do that, but that's one hundred percent why we do. That's not necessarily fair either. And Harley is a friend of the show and a friend of ours, so um, yeah. don't insult the listeners, Daniel. No, no, the listener, Harley. The listener yeah. <laughs> and his dog. Um, be yeah. all excited. Hopefully, you can get him in over in the UK because um, there'll be one line to pick up. We picked up the blue mini when Chella had it originally, so. Um, emailing Kate every few minutes asking her where it is. I have not. I think maybe, maybe I should try that. Um, let's have a little update on the Nitro Arena. Um, just sort of before we went live, um, there was up to 2,121 backers. That's less than when I looked at it earlier. People have pulled out. Um, oh, yeah, I think people can, you can pull out. You can pull out exactly. Yeah. It hurts the wife. I um, know. Look, sure. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we um obviously they changed it a little bit since we last had an episode on this sort of thing, where Scott Steiner is now at the five thousand mark with Ray, and Hogan's been pushed to the eleven thousand mark with Warrior at seven thousand, and DDP at nine, or vice versa. DDP seven thousand, Warriors at nine, or vice versa. Yeah. Um, either way, we'll be lucky to hit five. Does this have a time limit? Yeah, the 5th yeah. of May, I believe, is the cutoff. Oh, Jesus, never going to get anywhere near. Oh, yeah. to be fair, if you look at last year's, or the, yeah, the macho. Yeah, that's what's been trotted out, but I mean, the chat, the, the chat, you know, the, the pulse, the pulse of the people, which of course, I'm all up, uh, is not the same as it was then, and then they threw in the macho, and it was boom, boom, boom. And there's like I know lots of people. I've talked to lots of people, and there's people buying multiples of new gen, and people are buying zeros of nitro, as well. It's the, the whole price thing. They've really misjudged it. I actually like there's no point in go, raking over all ground. Like um, I get back to what Mohammed said the other day. Like you know, great products, terrible attitude, terrible price. Mm. Yeah. I know a lot of I know a lot of resellers bought the last ones as well in the hope that and a lot of resellers still have a lot of the last ones. So hi Johnny Flashback. <laughs> um friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um <laughs> I think he bought like eleven, I think. Um fair plays to him. Yeah. Uh, I think if given the opportunity, I think if I was to buy like these were definitely getting made. If we were at the 7K mark, for example, and we had the DDP or wherever it was, um, then it'd be made of a different story. I think we may people may then start punting on it. But I think everyone's just waiting for everyone else to make a move on it. And I think that's gonna be gonna be the issue for it. Money, money's tighter, people are seeing through the cynicism. If it was hovering over the 300, because I'm happy to say, like, okay, you know, your costs are an overheads of increased Mattel. All right, I'd be all over that shit. It's amazing looking, I love it. Like, but it's it's just such a slap in the face for a fifty percent price increase. No need. Yeah. No need. Um, and maybe they'll just pay in to have this merger with Hasbro that we saw the news of this week. That's right. I think 
with with the age range of the um of the people who are going to buy it as well um the new generation fit into the people with more money at the end of the day the the wcw late 90s teenagers are still you know they're not that they're me i guess <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. but yeah you wouldn't be able to afford to you know go and buy three of them no that i was just felt I was like nine when uh well, was 1990 i was born so it's right square in the eyes for me and i think if the price was reasonable and the kind of interaction around it was reasonable better figure choice as well but that wouldn't bother because i just think it's so cool like i can't even sit here and say that well i can because we're buying a house but i can't even sit here and say that if 400 extra came into my account i wouldn't buy it i can't say that like i I think as well, you got to bear in mind, the first advert I saw for it outside of figure groups, outside of like Instagram posts and stuff, was on YouTube, which was like three days ago. That's the first advertisement I've seen for this from Mattel. WWE haven't shielded it at all. Outside your world, like outside this world. Like- outside, yeah, outside like having a page and being in groups and yeah. stuff like that. And so yeah, go on Instagram and, and Twitter and basically the same people, influencers and, and so on. Um, outside of that, the only advertisement I've seen has been a YouTube advert from four days ago when my kid was watching a Mario Kart race. You know what I mean? Like that's that is, that, well, that they are tailored one. In case you're wondering, they are tailored to us though as well. Like, like I get nothing but AEW on Fight TV on YouTube. Do you know? Yeah, so I mean, if someone's watching WWE, which um, you know we would do on YouTube, or watching old clips WCW that they might put up, you know, they'll get advertised to. Yeah. Um, obviously, the people that watch that sort of thing on YouTube might not have that much money, but um, and they might not watch it that much. That's why they watch it on YouTube. But it's still a, a step in the right direction when it comes to advertising it, and when it comes to actually showing people outside of the little circles, the niche within a niche within a niche that we're in. Yeah, you're completely on the ball. You're yeah, it's, 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 you it's the first thing you see on kind of classic WWF and WCW figures. There's a world out there of kind of low sour age that don't really touch any of this world but then be freaking around on youtube and if they got even the smallest slice of them they did during lockdown and it's what probably why a lot of us are here but if they got the smallest slice of them or the big or the smallest bite out of it they would be flying like um as well as worth noting as well i think with um people sort of my age and WWE fans and so on, if they WWE advertised it themselves on like Raw, just take out an advertisement for Bad Bunny at Backlash, just remove that and put an advert for this, that would help short numbers as well. Maybe. But it just seems to be nothing from from the TV side of things. Yeah. No, they, they, they do advertise their figures, but they kind of, it's kind of left to Mattel to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, bad bunny though backflash next weekend just in case anyone's that's wondering yeah, well. that's, that's definitely happening um yeah i mentioned earlier about the mattel and hasbro partnership um i think people are looking forward to it because of the potentials that could happen it probably won't because imagine the absolute uproar if mattel out of nowhere just went we're re-releasing the one two three kid figure I would absolutely love it. I would love it. It'd be shithousery. This happens with ultimates. Because who does it who does it now, now everyone will know the difference between an original one, two, three. I don't even think it'd affect the original one, two, three kids price. But like I just because people be, I know people would be trying to pass it off, all that sort of thing. I love it. Because 
why I collect it isn't about the money. It's like I like filling a collection and completing it and going through it all. And like I'm prepared to spend money where I think it might be necessary and, and like, you know, through collecting stuff. But, you know, it's it's the hunt for the deal and all that. Um, I would absolutely love I love it when they do it with Ultimate Editions. editions. They're dead right. Why give a scalper or a reseller money when they can have it? Mm. Like, um, you know, I, I love big business, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's like if you look at how many things that they re release at the moment, so like Ninja Turtles, the originals from them are getting re released, the Kenners. Um, and as we look at like Power Rangers are getting re released, uh, Masters of the Universe are getting re released. I think the Thundercats have Adam, but um. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a biggest surprise if they did like some core characters, the Hogan's and so on. Yeah, uh, obviously the logo. Rights. Um, it's image rights that would would stop it, like all the rest of them. Like, but I I could see something along the lines of it happening. But well, from the alternative, from what you just said, Daniel, like from my side of things, with the ultimates, um, like such as the the pink Bret Hart, let's say. Uh, I had the original one, and when Mattel started doing all this, you say the money's better in Mattel's pockets, but I know I'm not the only one here that then turned around and went, I'm not going to collect that line anymore. Yep. Because of that. So the money then wouldn't go in Mattel's pockets, and the actual line would suffer. It's a fine line of gauging people's motivations for collecting. Do you like your collection because of the money? There's nothing wrong with that. It's not a wrong motivation. Like I like my... Purple McAldis. It's fucking shit, but I like that I could get some money for it. Like, you know, so I get it. Like, it's completely. And I think for me, it's not about the money. It's almost about the the rarity, not in a showing off aspect, because I don't like showing off my collection, really. Um, But it's almost in the case of I've got this, and not a lot of people have got this, and I'm lucky to have it. Yeah, I mean? it's it's part of the logic that I re I, I liked Sonny Ono and Ultimo Dragon, but when they said 500, I went, me, 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 me. And for all I know, <laughs> for all we know, they could only be shifting 400 at the best of times anyway. But they said, when they said one of 500, I was like, change yeah. me, give me that. <laughs> yeah, I think the swoggle figure was the same, wasn't it? It was one of yeah. a thousand. Yeah. And um, yeah, just sort of made everyone go, oh shit, I better get this quick. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be. Be a fun idea. Probably still is actually. It is. Um, So I think that brings us to a close on the news. Yeah, I don't think we really touched on the Godwins that much. No, and and to be fair, we should have done um, because I think they looked they looked great from Grapplers and Gimmicks. Yeah, that that's my fault because I was kind of giving a like you know Mitch's improved fast sucking him off, wouldn't you? They they look look fantastic. They really look, look look. There's no taking away from it. There's no taking away from it. I, yeah, I, I'd probably, I'd probably say Raven aside, out of all the ones we've spoken about today, I'm most looking forward to these two. I think they're quality. I think one looks better than the other. I think Midian looks better than yes, whichever one's which. Henry, Henry looks like Boss Mahoney. Yeah, it's true um, in Henry Godwin outfit. But like again, cartoony, Hasbro-y, fine. It's fine. Like it's good um, actually. I'm fingers crossed. There's a scope for like a, a viscera. Type figure. Well, we you know saying. Um, like I was talking about the matte and the gloss, and these look very much like a matte finish. Do you know if they're staying like that? Or... Well, apparently, according to the post of Tony Norris and um, the Godfather Smoke the Train, shine the shine is real. <laughs> um, 
whatever that means. So yeah, well, I think Mitch said that, so we don't know. But they also said that the plastic they're using is the same plastic that the Hasbro's use, but the only prototypes we've seen from Russia in particular have been like a white, a white sort of plastic, which and then spray painted on that. So I don't think that's how Hasbro's did it because obviously they had like a two up and then shrunk it down and used different sorts of plastic. So don't know on that one. Um, but to wait and see until they're in hand. I don't think the Godfather's going to have much of a shine, but um, and there's a Godfather variant as well. Yes. Um, it still doesn't look good. No, it looks like he spent the evening on the crack hole train. <laughs> Haven't we all? Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought we'd further what we've been watching for um for this week. Um, rather than taking a little glance at uh, wrestling world, we discuss the belt that was shown off on Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, the sort of the new world title the Triple H showed off because no one can bloody beat our Roman could they um so they're having a I'm guessing some sort of tournament that's gonna lead up to Night of Champions in Jeddah apparently so yeah which um a lot of people aren't ignoring how the belt looks a lot of people are not happy at this because it like just basically means no one can beat Roman and this is your second prize. Yeah. I, I, I would I would be not in that camp. I've one foot in that camp, but like Walter or Gunther looked like the second best in the company until then, and now that's going to move him down unless he wins it, which I'd love, which I'd love, and to take that on the run like he did has done with the Intercontinental Title. So it, it the reason it annoyed me, um, you know, logic and storyline wise was because it puts. Gunther down another peg. Mm. Like, I found out the other day what well, looked today that he's only been pinned once in WWE. Um, Gunther has. Do you know who that was by? Is it for the NXT title by Ilya Dugunov? No, he got submitted by Dragunov. He's only been pinned once. Probably. It was. It was in NXT. What, was it Pete? It was uh, Bron Breaker. Okay. Any person's here. He's only lost um twice or been submitted and been pinned. But um yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think the Intercontinental Championship has been has been made to be fought over. It's been looked great. The match that we saw in Cardiff last year with Sheamus put that the IC title up there. Uh place that it hasn't been in got about ten years since the Miz elevated it um last. So I'd say it's like a much needed run. I think this belt it would make sense if there was some cons- controversy around how Reigns maybe lost one of his belts. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe if he was out for a month and couldn't defend one of the belts and they went, right, well, we're going to take that off you and here's a new belt, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. I mean, that would make more sense rather than just being like, well, you, you can't beat this chap, so is a... Yeah, no, and and like, so if Cody wins it, he looks like a total loser. Which, like, which, to be honest, Lesnar's probably going to win it. Yeah. It's just Brock Lesnar. So you'd imagine there's you know, a match with Cody. Cody will probably win a backlash, and then Brock Lesnar will go and piss it and, and beat him in, in Jeddah, would be. Yeah, I think Cody even being involved in the chase for that belt makes him look like a loser. Yeah. yeah. At least give him a 24-7 title run first. I don't know. The best thing now would be for him to go away 
and be mothballed until Royal Rumble 24. <laughs> the only reason everything was so good. And then switch his entrance song to The Rocks. And then yeah. uh, they come in that way. Or they could just, no, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Build someone. <laughs> like like though, like a natural sort of before that you have done with um Gunter, who looks un- unbeatable. LA Knight looks like he could be a sort of yeah. underdog style. I don't watch enough to be fair. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people like what, what, what about the actual design of the belt? Like what we're thinking. So the design of the belt. I think it's one of the ones like people didn't like the universal belt when it was first announced. I think even when we're at the show, they were saying how bad it looked. Um I think the crowd were booing when they revealed it. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so I think that's grown on people. That now you look at it and you go, "Oh, that's that's a universal belt." You know, it, it's might not be, "Oh, that's a good looking belt." Or in the future, we'll probably look back at it and say, "That was shit." But for now, we recognize it as a world title, which I didn't think we'd do at the time. And I think this will be the same. I think the design of the belt does look like they've stuck a shrunken down WWE logo on a big gold. It looks like something that I would create on the game. Um. Uh, I can see what you mean. I don't think it's. I don't personally think it's that that similar to the big gold. Um, I think it's a bit messier, if you know what I mean. Than the yeah, there's gold. a lot going on. The, the design, I, I, I think it's too similar to the big gold in that sense. That really, it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be a tribute to it, but big gold is the big gold. It's literally like the belts for how long? Like, why are you do something else? Mm. Was was really my kind of thought process with it. Um, I don't like the AEW one either. Um, so you know, I I'm just one of these people who's going to sit there with their arms folded. That if it's not <laughs> Winged Eagle, if it's not Classic Intercontinental, I'm not interested. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mind the main plates. Yeah. I don't like the side plates. Um, they're very much just normal WWE style side plates. Yeah. Um, with with most of it being a circle with the WWE logo in. Um, I don't, I don't mind. It reminds me of um, like bootleg figures when they came with a belt where you can't even make out what it says on it um, mm. because because yeah. it's so intermingled and jumbled with each other. And I used to quite like those belts. I, uh, yeah, I, I used to like the so bootleg sets. When, when yeah. I was in when I was in Portugal um, on my honeymoon, we saw this um, this bootleg superhero set. It was like a five piece set, and it had um, like Captain America, Batman. Uh, the red car from Cars, Buzz Lightyear, and Shrek. <laughs> just, just absolutely fucked up. Just um, five piece on it. Next Luger. Uh, yeah, it was just um, <laughs> it was great. So I think they sort of bootleg. They're completely yeah. They got a certain charm to them. And but this belt, I think, doesn't. <laughs> but I, I I see what they're they're going with it. They don't want to. It's, it's sort of a homage, but it's sort of not at the same time. Yeah, and that's that's what kind of got me about it. It was like you got where's where's the effort there? Like of getting the big gold and slapping the WWE logo into the middle of it. Like I'm not I'm not saying it won't grow on me, it won't get used to it. I never really did get used to the Universal or New World Heavyweight. They they were I and that's where the whole comment of arms folded old man, like not interested. <laughs> <laughs> man, man shakes fist at cloud yeah. yeah kind of yeah because like who gives a fuck what I say well it transpires a lot of people because I'm in my 30s and white um, <laughs> um, that brings me just to a, to a close obviously fingers crossed we'll, we'll keep you updated with the uh, the, the reports of who's going to win the belt um, 
It's gonna, it does look like a cheese grater. I just realized now I'm looking no at it now. The listeners will be waiting with bated breath. Yeah, for the for the cheese girl cheese grater title. Um and the finals in cheddar. I'm sure, yeah, no, isn't that great, you know? Uh, yeah. Everyone missing the cheddar. Did you get that cheddar joke, Adam? I didn't even oh. hear what you said. No. I said the finals in cheddar. Oh, the cheese grater cheddar, yeah, got it. I'm there. Cool. Mature. Right. Um let's <laughs> Let's wrap it up, shall we? Adam, thank you for your time. Um, Jamie. Goodbye. Yes, Daniel. Wrestling Trader Top 5. Oh. 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 Someone Encore. didn't have that. Encore. Someone didn't have that. Before you log out, everyone, uh, get ready. Wrestling Trader Top 5. Do you want to read it out, Daniel, or should I? Uh... I will. I will. I will. Sure. We, we, maybe we could do one at a time. That'd be nice. Maybe like a little uh, scissoring. We can. Oh my job, my days. Um, right. So, Kate Shepherd. So, coming in at number five, and I'm not going to try and do the Justin Roberts voice. Is AW Supreme Collection Series Three? Right. You said you, you said you weren't going to do that. I know. I'm going to nearly walk my kids. I'm a bit concerned. <laughs> Um, and I I saw Ray Phoenix and and number four live and fair play to them. Well, number four is Penta El Zero Miedo, and they phoned it in something shocking. <laughs> they had zero Miedo of any accidents that evening. That's good. Well, it's better than what happened to our Dante when he fought him last at Ring of Honor. Oh dear, oh dear, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, that's that's no good. Um, so yeah, so number and so number three is the wrestling megastar series two bundle still moving, moving and moving. Um, so delighted to hear that as well because you know we keep people on the wrestling megastars, formerly Chella, now known as Epic um Journey, and that is also one that keeps groups going, keeps friendships going, all that sort of thing. And in uh, number two is the wrestling megastars Al Snow and Head, technically a two pack, but whatever. Um. Could have made more money selling them separately. <laughs> hey, they were two separate characters in the WF Attitude game. Oh, wait, what? Did Head just float? No, no, Head had like, do you remember Theme Hospital? There was that guy who'd come in with like a hat and gloves and stuff and no body. It was just basically that. Um, and he used to say stuff like, oh, what was it? Before the match, he'd go like, don't look at me, you swine, or something in that sort of. Oh, wow. Sounds like a cheese dream. It was. And Cheddar. <laughs> Who's at number one? Uh, it is the ringside exclusive Blood and Guts Dog Collar match CM Punk and MJF, which I suspected would be because more images of it got released. So people were, were logging on to the wrestling trader and getting their hands on it. Uh, my opinion on it hasn't changed. The one wrong head, and I, I got that from Adam. I stole his opinion, um, <laughs> so, like, but also I, I looked at it and agreed with it. Like that, it's you'll switch around the head straight away. But uh, when I presume ringside released a lot more figure images, so I presume that just shot the reorder in the air. Um, the dog collar for that looks really good. I will say as well. Um, and what I like about it is to get. The dog collar off, you've got to pop the head off. So there's not going to be like a little clasp at the back where it will permanently be opening. You've got to pop the head off um, to get the dog collar off. Okay. 
Okay. That is good. That is good because that little bit on junkyard dog tends to break. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, I see. Now you learn something new every day. If that was the case in real life, we would be far more savage. Oh, I mean, yeah. Think of, think of the um sort of posing you can do with a dog collar at each end with the correct MJF head on, which you have to pop off anyway. So this is it. No, I know. Like it's it's I. Finished with blood and guts, but it's something that I keep looking at going, like, you know, that's collectible and affordable and affordable on the secondary market. Like, maybe, maybe. See, I think for, for the blood and guts sets, because I've got a three-year-old, I try not to have stuff like that around and displayed, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've got, like, a little horror section, but all the figures for that are all relatively clean. So there's, like, a ghost face figure from Scream that will have a cape on and stuff, and and you know, I won't have the knives on display and stuff like that. Um, so I think with the blood and guts sets, I think if you haven't got children or if you have a room that they're not allowed in or allowed out of in some people's cases, then um, yeah, lovely, yeah, all you want. I, I never even thought of that, it's just something that hasn't crossed my mind. I suppose they're not old enough yet, like, but yeah, like, kind of, I was reared on Mortal Kombat, and there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's finish him. Not finish him. Hey. Um, finish, you finished it, and we actually kept the wanks to the very beginning. We did. Um, sort of. I, of I broke the tone up in this uh, in this threesome. You you kind of always do, and probably people thank you for it. I know I do. You're like the Rikishi of the two call. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, which elevates <laughs> yeah. to. Shall I show you? Don't yeah. don't show me your ass. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. All the best.